Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Well, she's gone. 86 years old. She's gone, but her pussy remains in our mind forever and ever. Lovely Molly Sugden. 86. I think she's the... She was the oldest member of the cast to go. She she came back a short while ago when they did a thing to John Inman. Uh, Molly was OK then. She'd been in hospital for a little while. But 86, blooming good innings, girl. Blooming good innings. And uh, loved by everybody. But by God, she could be a battle axe when she wanted to be. In fact, she played battle axes for most of her life. But I think it was... I think it was the uh, the stories of her, her pussy that I think got everybody going. And people just... Uh, for some reason, people sort of... You know, I mean, I, I think once we actually saw it... I think in, in, in one of the programmes, she had to sleep at Grace Brothers and uh, her pussy put in an appearance, which was quite nice. So we like that. Being Thursday, it's another scorcher. Yesterday, vile, 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 vile. So I didn't go out at all yesterday afternoon. I thought, I'm not going out to make myself ill in this heat. And for elderly people, don't go out. Even my brother phoned me last night to say it's boiling hot. You're not elderly. Well, no, but I've got no <laughs> thyroid. That's the trouble. So if you've got no thyroid, you become quite ill quite ill. So elderly people, babies, and even Paul Savory, I should imagine. Have you got a fan in your bed? Oh, you've got air conditioning, haven't you? Not in the bedroom, no. Oh, right. Have you got a fan in the bedroom? I do. You just, my brother hasn't got one. I said, I'll, I'll drive down today and leave you some money. Go and buy one. Oh, Lord. <laughs> God, it's too hot. I've got some air conditioning units in the garage, but I can't find the, uh, the outlet hoses to put on them. Oh. I know. And you can't so that I can't use the outlet them. hoses? No. <laughs> Because otherwise it shoots the hot air back into the room, which exactly. defeats the object, really. But but you do need it. Actually, I nearly bought another air conditioning unit the other day because they were selling it in uh, John Lewis, I think, about 247. It's not bad, is it's it? It's not bad for a little portable air conditioning unit. So I thought, might have to go out today and get one. So I've got two. One in the bedroom. I've got, in fact, the moment there's an air conditioning unit and two fans in the bedroom. <laughs> it's ridiculous, <laughs> isn't it? No room for you. Yes, I'm... no room for you. To... But it's so hot. I know. It is so hot. You it, cannot sleep in this It's weather. lovely, though. Oh, it, is it? Is, it is lovely. Oh, yes. I just wish it was sunny with it. Was it not? I well, not I really. No, it's all, been actually. overcast quite a lot of the time, hasn't it? <laughs> well, I don't know. So I it's been muggy. It's, so, sympathies for anybody elderly who really feels the heat. Anybody with no thyroid, because that it, it's just the worst ever. And anybody very young, cover up. It's going to be about 33 degrees today. And 33 degrees means whew, a scorcher. Uh, tell you who else died. Carl Malden died as well. Yes, that was yesterday. Was that yesterday? Yeah. 91, I think he was. Uh, the good news is that... Uh, no, 97 he was. I beg his pardon. 97, Carl Malden. He was in a streetcar named Desire on the waterfront. He played with Marlon Brando. Mm. He, his real name was uh, Malden George Sekulovich. Mm, I know. one from Gary, Indiana. Is he really? Yeah, exactly the same place as Michael Jackson, but he changed his name. Did oh. you see the, uh, the the Jackson house on the news? Uh, How small it was, it was just what, like a little wooden the house. The Jackson house? Yes, where they were brought up. No, I should Before imagine. they were famous. It was well, very poor, small. Yes. Father's yeah, estranged from the mother, and now we hear that uh, the children might go to Dinah Ross. Please God, no. Well, this Please is in, no. in, the, uh, <laughs> in the event that the mother uh, doesn't look after them or passes away. No, 87, or the mother, isn't she? Or whatever. 77 or something. She's very ancient. Yes, but she's very uh, with it. Did you see her on TV? Yeah, but, yes. but these are three young kids. We don't want them to go to Dinah Ross. She's mad. She's completely barking mad, I'm afraid, Diana Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening earlier on, they were, um, David Jensen was talking about uh, Diana Ross. I met her once when she came over to London to do interviews, mm. and I was one of the unfortunates who got three minutes. And you sat You're down, you all queued up, 
It was the inn on the park, and Diana Ross was sitting there. Behind you were all the the, the written journalists. Mm. Upstairs, Radio 1 had booked a suite. Those were the days that they, they sort of actually were forced to be reckoned For with. their three minutes. For their three minutes. <laughs> and downstairs, you got three minutes, and then the PR went, thank you, next. And you, even if you're halfway through, up, off, and the next one sat down. That's right. So, Mr... And it was, oh, just rubbish, it really was. Mm, well, I spent a lot of time with Mary Wilson of the Supremes. Yeah. Um... And uh, she doesn't like Tyler Ross at all. No, Have I you know. read the book? Yes, yes, oh, I, I, I oh talked to her. I like goodness. Mary, actually. <laughs> yeah, so do I. I did like. Uh, um, Quincy Jones is not going to Michael Jackson's funeral. Why not? He said it'd be too, too uh, stressful. He's 76, mm-hmm. so he's decided not to go there. Um, there's going to be no lying in state. Well, I, I should is, hope not. Well, they, they did it for um, James Brown. Yeah, well... And I, to be honest with you, I don't know what Michael Jackson's going to look like unless they put a mask over his face or something. I don't really think people want to see that. But, uh, and then Molly, as I say, we lost Molly, so and lovely. And I heard somebody saying that she starred as uh, Jimmy Clitheroe's mother. She never did, I'm afraid. It was uh, Patricia Burke. And in some of the early shows, it was Rennie Houston. But uh, Molly only played his mother twice on the ITV uh, version, but she only played it in two episodes. So, can never be concerned. And Jimmy Clitheroe, I think, something like 300 episodes of the Clitheroe Kids, but Molly Sugden never appeared at all. In the early episode, um, that game show man did. What's him? That Bob Monkhouse. Oh, right. He was in a couple of early episodes, in the, in the pilot shows. Did you like... I used to love the Clitheroe Kid. Uh, do you remember I, it? I, I do vaguely, but... Uh, it was a bit like, like the Crankies. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's right. He was, yes. he was a little man who sounded like a schoolboy, and he even used to record the shows... Wearing a school hat, a bit like uh, sort of Jeanette Cranky. Jeanette Cranky. <laughs> Actually, we talked about Jeanette Cranky the other day because we did Debbie McGee, who people will be hearing this Sunday, and um, and she was talking about Jeanette Cranky. She said she's the funniest woman you've ever met. Have you ever seen their blue act? They, the Crankies do a blue act as well. No. The two, <laughs> which I quite like the idea of. Anyway. Paul. Steve, uh, a chihuahua has made an amazing recovery in Australia after being stepped on by a best mate, a 900-kilogram Clydesdale horse. Little Berry was happily playing with her friend Leroy when the giant horse accidentally trod on her head. (laughs) (laughs) Owner Abby Newton of Geelong near Melbourne said Leroy stepped back right on her head. There was just this tiny little bit of her nose sticking out and I thought she was dead. Uh, but Barry was rushed to the vet, who offered to put the little dog down, but Abby decided to take her home. Anxiously, she checked on Barry every hour throughout the night, and to her astonishment in the morning, she seemed to have made a complete recovery. And there she is, standing on the horse. Oh, Isn't that nice? I never took to chihuahuas. No, they're snappy little like things, Snappy aren't little thing. Rats on legs, I used yes. to think. Give yeah. them wings, they'd be like... Pigeons, Pigeons I rest on a string. Uh, don't, don't worry about the, um, the sunshine at the moment, because by the weekend... Heavy storms are predicted for the whole country, and they reckon flooding. Mm. So, you have been warned. Today, they've said 33, 34 degrees. So, double it and add 30. You're looking at 68. You're looking at about just under 100 degrees today. Don't go out. It'll kill you. It's vile. It'll kill you going out It will kill you. Um, the other thing is... Uh, I was going oh, to mention, actually, so I can't remember what it was now. I was just looking through the paper, and all the, the tributes are to Molly Sugden. She was 86. Miss Brahms... Yes. Of course, was 65. Yeah. Mr. Harmon. Mr. Harmon. Mr. Harmon. He was the, the cleaner in the shop who was played by... Oh, uh, wait, uh, Arthur English. Arthur English. Well done, yeah. He was 75. And Mr. Granger, who could Granger. never remember his life. He was, he was the old one in the department. He yes, was, who changed. Who changed. Yes. He was 73 when he died. 
but he could never remember his lines. He was a little bit like <laughs> old Mr. Grace. <laughs> Why should have all these young girls perching on his lap? And he could never remember his lines either, but he was hilarious. And we liked him a lot, actually. Uh, the bad news... Oh, the good news today is that they're not going to let Ronnie Biggs out. So that's very good news. We were, we were saying a few weeks ago when it was rumoured that he was going to be let out. And I thought, wait a minute, Jack Straw's not made a decision yet. Luckily, Jack has made the decision. He's not coming out. He can... And the reason, not for anything to do with ill health, because you don't let people out of prison just on ill health grounds. You remember Ronnie Biggs skipped off like a girl's blouse because he didn't want to do the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, runs over to Brazil, starts making a load of money over there. Uh, and start, he features in the Sex Pistols film, never mind the... What's it? And uh, he starts charging tourists to go out for a drink with him. And if you want to have dinner with him, there was a fixed price for everything. He would sell T-shirts. Uh, then he sort of, you know, it started drying up a bit because he was a bit of a prat. And, uh, and he became ill. So as opposed to paying for his own uh, medicine and hospitalisation, he decided to give himself up and come back here for the free treatment. And that's exactly what he did. He flew back, came back for the free treatment, and uh, now they're saying, oh, let him out, let him out. He has never shown any remorse whatsoever for the crime what he committed. So as far as Jack Straw and everybody else, and also all the people who work on the railways are concerned, rot in prison, Biggs. Rot in prison, die in prison. Don't do the uh, crime, you don't have to do the time. But you did. So you have to serve your time out. Whether you're dying or not, of no interest to anybody. No interest. Somebody died as a result of this. And uh, not very pleasant. So if you'd shown remorse, if you'd been advised properly, maybe things would have been different. But uh, you ain't coming out now, matey. Mm. Oh, another, another quickie, just for the headlines. <laughs> Caring Krimpers have staged a beauty contest for refugees uh, of, Itali- uh, of Italy's earthquake to give recovery hopes a head start. Oh. Uh, there's a lady called Sarah who has made Miss Tent City in the contest aimed at cheering up victims of the quake, many of which are still living in tents, erected by the Italian government. Oh. Nice, isn't it? Was that? That was quick, wasn't it? That was a very quick one. In fact, even quicker. <laughs> uh, one here that says, "I love uh, Diana Ross." I suspect this is all the same person because the writing's exactly the same. But uh, you wouldn't want her as a mum. Oh, she's vile, absolutely vile. You wouldn't want uh, her anywhere near you. I'm afraid. Eight four eight five zero. Steve at LBC I love Hotmail accounts because it's always the same person writing under about five hundred different names. They're generally a bit sort of screwed upstairs, I'm afraid. They can't always help it. I've got a Hotmail account. Exactly. It's one I use all the time. Do you? How many yeah. different names do you use? One. Exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's a lot of mentally ill people out there at the moment. Um, my husband is a massive fan, and it's, it's his birthday. Lovely. That's all we know. His name's Peter, and he's from Orpington. Of what? I have no idea. Molly Sugden, Diana Molly Ross, Sugden, Michael Jackson. Imagine. <laughs> Actually, we were we were amazed about the Michael Jackson coverage. It's just gone on and on, and it shows mm, no. I'm sign not of amazed, down. but the thing I do object to is all the graffiti in Trafalgar Square. Really? On our National Gallery, on, really? on the side of the National Gallery that goes into Trafalgar Square Saturday night, there were people with felt pens drawing pictures of Michael Jackson on the wall of the National Gallery. Really? Uh, one woman I noticed was was painting R.I.P. in nail varnish. Oh, prat of the first order. And there were two policemen standing there watching everybody do it. They've now erected a hoarding around the wall to stop further graffiti. Someone explain to me what Michael Jackson and the National Gallery have got in common. What they write... Well, they, were right, they were creating a little shrine there with pictures of Michael Jackson, oh, flowers God, and everything and else. Well, you Stupid. go up to Piccadilly Circus... And Tower, not Tower Records, HMV, by their door, it's all been painted over and people have put nightlights down there. 
I'm assuming it's the Michael Jackson. I mean, imagine the amount of trouble that goes on up there at night. It could be anything at all. What mm. is it with these people who start writing? Go and write in your own blooming houses. Stupid bum. Nothing like you it. You should see it. You wait. We'll go, we'll go down after the show and you can see for yourself. It's disgusting. Well, I'm, I've never had any time for silly little people who write. No, I, I don't. Uh, I don't go with the uh, the phrase graffiti artists either. They're generally they're just people, vandals. Yeah, they're vandals. Limited intelligent people. It's quarter past five. <laughs> News headlines: A 14-year-old boy from South London will appear in court later, accused of murdering a teenage girl in a house fire. 15-year-old Mahela Masood died in hospital four days after being pulled from the fire in Tooting. A major military operation targeting the Taliban is underway in Afghanistan. 4,000 American Marines and 950 Afghan soldiers have moved into Helmand province. Michael Jackson's family say there won't be a public or a private viewing of his body at the Neverland Ranch. They've released a statement after days of speculation. They say planning for a public memorial is now underway. And the government's set to announce stricter controls on companies who encourage people to take on more debt than they can handle. A new government protection scheme is expected to ban credit card checks being sent out to people who've never asked for them. Let's have a check on the uh, roads for you this morning. It's lovely Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. If you're heading for the M40... 97.3. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's uh, 18 minutes past five. It's a very hot... Oh, actually, strangely enough, it wasn't as hot when I walked in this morning as it was yesterday morning. Yesterday morning was vile, and by the afternoon, in fact, by lunch, I, I thought, I'm not going out at all, because it was just too hot. And somebody phoned me up and said, coming out for lunch? I went, No. And then my friend Lynn phoned, because you know she's been away on holiday. And so what I do for it is I go in and water her plants. She's got more plants than needs, I promise you. So um, she said, one watering can will do all the plants. Three, three watering cans each time. She's got to go back to the kitchen, fill it up and come out. Oh, yeah. Which I don't mind doing, but then she came back and it was so hot. I said, I've opened all your doors and all your windows. So that was nice. So she came back and it was a lot cooler. She's got a fan in the middle of the room. You know, you pull a thing and it Oh, that's around, nice. Which is quite good. Sprinklers. Spring- and she's Welsh girl. sprinklers. Welsh girl. lovely. Oh, she is. Oh, lovely girl she is. And, um, many's that... Uh, if, if her, if her walls could talk, ladies and gentlemen, my goodness me. So I've opened all the windows, so she phoned me, she went, oh, lovely that is. Lovely that is. She said. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think I've killed Does she wear gold plants. slippers? She does wear gold <laughs> slippers. Strangely enough, is it a Welsh trait? No. Well, you, uh, as we've said thing? before, there's no way my mother would wear gold slippers. She wears gold slippers. <laughs> she wears gold. She has gold slippers. Not real. No, gold. not real gold. No. Welsh gold. Wouldn't not be real able to move gold. Your feet, would you? But she does. <laughs> she does wear them. In fact, she's got quite a lot of gold there. And she orders from QVC like there's no tomorrow. She can set up a shop with the stuff she orders. <laughs> Every day there's more parcels. Oh dear. It's for not. I mean, she loves buying stuff. She's and she's uh, she's actually very good at buying. Well, it just does when you stuff. can't get down the shops. Um, there's she a, shops there's, from television. <laughs> <laughs> There's an ad um, for the official tribute issue uh, to Michael Jackson of OK magazine today in the Daily Express. First of all, the uh, the cover is a picture of him. Now, I assume he's dead <coughs> because he w- they say he was dead when he left the house. And this is a picture of him, a close up, yes, on a stretcher. And have you noticed? I've seen it. I saw it yeah, but have day. you noticed one thing about it? Um... No. He's not particularly white. No. Which is interesting. Fact, he was fading. 
Perhaps you... No, but he's darker. Yeah, but he used to put makeup on, didn't he, because of his vitiligo. He used yes, to say that d- he used to put this this foundation on and everything else. Yeah. I'm assuming he was relaxing at home, so he didn't have his makeup on. But he he he, he, he just looks... I don't think it's a very nice tribute issue, to be honest with you. No, I think it's, uh, I think I think it's, it's disgusting it's, taking it's pictures of him yeah. dead and putting them on the front of a magazine. Because that's what he is, isn't he? I'm assuming he's dead there. He, wasn't, well, he certainly wasn't alive when they, he took they, the picture. Well, that's the alternative. Yeah. But um, <laughs> that they... Um, they said he was dead when he left the house, so therefore he's dead in the picture. Yeah. That's all. But they always cover themselves now. They go, tribute issue. It was like Jade. The tri- it just went on and on for weeks and weeks. Mm. It's very it's interesting. It's not a tribute issue. It's, it's not a it's... cheap way to sell more magazines. Exactly. Uh, the good news is, uh, or bad news, depending on which way you look at it, uh, Katie Price has decided to open her, ha- her heart and her gob yet again, this time in an exclusive interview with Piers Morgan. She's going to tell everybody the truth about her and Peter. I don't want to use rude words to you, Katie, but why don't you just have your mouth sewn up and do us all a favour? We're not interested, love. We're not remotely interested. Why do you do what he's done? Maintain a discreet silence. You, gobby old bag, can't keep it shut, can you? We're not interested. And if you think it's going to change the public perception of you, you're very much misguided. Nobody is remotely interested in a faded old has-been. You've been upstaged, I'm afraid by Michael Jackson, you've been upstaged by Molly Sugden, you've been upstaged by Peter Andre, because people seem to like Peter, and they can't stand you. You could, you could, you know, join a nunnery, and it wouldn't make the slightest difference. Nobody likes you. Get it through your thick head. It's just a few sycophants who hang around with you. Paul. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm sick to death of this old bag who's running him down left, right, and centre. Oh, She's dear. a foul-mouthed old. Cow. By the way, if you want to rush her. out and get an air conditioner, they're ninety-nine pounds in Argos. Nine, what sort of air conditioner do you get for ninety-nine yeah, well, quid? Portable air conditioner. You won't get a very good one for ninety-nine quid. Well, it's reduced from two hundred and seventy-four pounds. I'm liking it a lot. Yes, from two hundred forty-seven, two hundred seventy-four to ninety-nine. For ninety-nine pounds. Really? I shouldn't get one of those. Why, you, why did you do that on the blooming programme? What? Why have you just done that on the pro- There won't be any left now, will there? Because <clears> everybody <throat> else will be going out buying the blast. I would things. just get there early. I'll just have to phone up and pre-order it now. We can get online and do it. Yeah, but you've got to stagger down. I shouldn't have said that either. You shouldn't have said that either. That's right. Ruined my day completely. <laughs> I could have bought two, actually, for that price. 99 quid. That's cheap. Keith Floyd's not very well. He hasn't been well for years. No, but he's in a wheelchair now. <laughs> Alcoholic poisoning. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> it must be. <laughs> Phil in Clapham says, why don't we all go to Neverland and write R.I.P. Molly Sugden on the walls? <laughs> now, that's a good idea, I isn't it? I was so offended when I saw people doing this on Saturday night. I can't tell I'm you. I'm more offended that the police stood there and didn't do anything. Though, well, course, yes. If they did, they'd be shouted at and they'd probably have obscenities hurled at them. Mm. by sort of. And we don't want to upset them like that, do we? Yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, I, I I just want to to wager with you how long is it going to be till they uh, till they open Neverland as a theme park? Well, they're going to need to put everything back in. There's nothing in it. Apparently, it's back in. What the fun fair? Apparently, so he bought it all back. Well, there's nothing there because they had pictures in the Sunday papers. Oh, really? Yeah, they actually took it the other day. And uh, although strange enough, they're now saying his coffin will be buried there, encased in tons of concrete. In case, well, they say, oh, in case somebody wants to come and grave rob, seriously, in all that's holy, who on earth would want to dig up Michael Jackson? Well, stranger things have happened. I mean, his life has been rather strange up until now. Yeah, but not in case. Well, they haven't even encased Diana in concrete, have they? No, but she's on a private island in the grounds of. Um, the family home, yes. yes the family <laughs> home. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. 
All <laughs> thank you. Althrop, isn't it? All Thorpe. All Thorpe, yeah. All Thorpe, all yeah. Yes. Interesting, isn't it? Uh, 84850 uh, Steve Biggs, is he able to show remorse? I thought he's half dead after the stroke. He never showed remorse when he came back. Mm. He's never once showed any remorse, whether he can move a muscle or not at the moment. He's never done it. Which is great shame, because that's, uh, that's been his downfall. Unfortunately, what would have happened is you'd have had all these crackpots who'd have gone to pay homage to him in the old people's home, which you and I are paying for. And, um, and it, it just wasn't going to happen. Unless he showed remorse. And he didn't, so it's a case of the government of Germany said, nope, you're going to die in prison, matey. You know, what's say? I just wish they were consistent. Yes, I agree. You know, I, this is the thing that I can't understand. In, in Biggs's favour, he's an old man. He can't do anybody any harm now. He can't even see, apparently. Yeah. But they they let these toe rags out that uh, that that stab people and murder people in six years. I, I that's what. Oh, I, I agree. That's what I don't get. Lock them all up for life. I say. Yes. I'm a, well, I'm I'm a big fan of keeping prison in people in prison for life. When they say life, I want it to mean life, not you're out in six years. I would find it's it grossly daft, offensive if a member of my family was murdered or knifed, and then the person who perpetrated the crime is out in a few years' time walking around with a big smug grin on their face. You would be tempted to run them over, wouldn't you? You would be tempted. Dorman Dom is driving back from Brighton. It's a lovely morning for driving. It's a lovely... I'm driving down to Southampton later on. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. It'll be lovely down by the water. It will be nice, won't it? Unfortunately, I'm going nowhere near the water. Well, go for lunch at the marina. It's beautiful. <laughs> yes, that's true. I could, actually. I went to Brighton Marina a few weeks ago. That's quite nice, too. Lots of places to eat down there. Uh, Bubbles will not be going to Michael Jackson's funeral. It has now been officially reported. Bubbles, the chimpanzee, because he's... Uh, he's Dead. No, he's alive. Is he? Oh, good God, I yes. Bubbles died a oh, long no, time no, ago. No, 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 he's, he's in an animal sanctuary. Oh. At the moment, because, unfortunately, chimpanzees, when they get to a certain age, they turn nasty. Yes, they And get Bubbles crotchety. turn very nasty. Because I used to think, naively, that chimpanzees are very cute. Because I've got a picture of me taken at the circus, Bertram Mills, with a chimpanzee. Of course, I just thought chimpanzees ate bananas and fruit and sat on branches. No. Oh, no. They eat meat. And they catch other monkeys and rip them to pieces. Because they showed it. Do you remember on the Attenborough program? Yes, I do. And he's running through the jungle with them. And they're, they're so coordinated. And they get this poor little capuchin monkey and they rip it apart. Mm -hmm. And you think, oh, my God. Not good. Not very good at all. A little bit scared by things like that. Uh, lots of uh, Michael Jackson drug stories. You know, did he have this drug? Did he have that drug? Did, how, was he taking the... It doesn't matter. He's dead. He's dead. I'm sure he did. They just want somebody to blame for it, don't they? That's yeah. The, uh, that's the thing. Strangely enough, they're, they're now saying if they open up Neverland as that tourist attraction, it could probably rival Elvis Presley's Graceland, which brings in a <laughs> fortune. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, isn't it? Absolutely. Because the family are going to say... Let's start making some money, because we ain't made much up until now. And they'll be licensing him his licensing his image and copywriting his name, and you, you, you go for it. The trouble is, there's two things which go against it. Firstly, it's the place where the alleged incidents took place, at Neverland. <clears throat> Secondly, they're going to show the Martin Bashir interview with Jackson, where he talks about taking boys to his bed. Mm -hmm. And that's the place where it all happened. Now, they're going to open the house... Or they're just going to open the grounds, or I said the other day, demolish the house and put up something else. No, the house will be a restaurant or something, or a museum. Dear It'll sure. be a museum. <gasps> the house will be a museum and they'll have a theme park around it. And do you know what will happen as well? They'll have members of the family 
that you've never heard of, sitting out there going, well, I was with Marco Jackson many years ago. And you'll have the same as Elvis Presley. All of the people who work for Presley now work within the estate, within Graceland, mm. and they all sit down and sell stories and sign autographs. That'll be exactly the same, yep. I think, for Michael Jackson. Because there's right. loads of them in the paper now. You open up the paper every day, and there's more people. You know, you can't stop Yuri Geller and David Guest talking about it. Oh, I know. David Guest on Loose Women the other day. Did you day see was, him? Oh, what ridiculous. a pathetic... Oh, it was just... Uh, God knows what he's doing with his hair at the moment. I mean, it's hilarious. <laughs> red on top. But he's, you know, I've, and he thinks he's being very funny when he tries to do cod English, you know, and sound like a cockney. David and, and, uh, yeah, Michael and I did this. Michael and I did that. Yeah. I was thinking to myself, no, you didn't. The other thing is... Now, you, you might think I'm wrong on this one, but I was, I was trying to impress on somebody the other day. If I give you a signed picture, well, I do not have. sign it. Yeah, you but have. I do not sign I it. I by my bed. Shut up, listen. I do not sign it to Paul Savory, all the best Steve Allen, do I? No. What do I write on it? Paul and Steve. Exactly. David Guest's photograph from Michael Jackson is, to David Guest, all best wishes, Michael Jackson. Hmm. That doesn't sound to me like somebody who's a friend. No, it doesn't. At all. Sounds like, uh, can you sign this for me, you know? That kind of thing. Mm. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah. Uh, coach trip, very good yesterday. We've got to get rid of the uh, the two boys. Brendan is fantastic. Eric, you're quite right. It is the most addictive programme next to Come Dine With Me. And I do love Paul Ross. Yes, he's it's, great. It's the he? repeat yesterday. Can't bear Abby Titmus. But uh, <clears throat> Paul Ross's food was very good. And he had a firework display. And you can convince me with a firework. My voice is going a little mm. bit. Never mind. I think it's quite sexy, actually. Have a drink. Yes, we'll have another <laughs> drink in a minute. Another vodka? Absolutely. For breakfast? <laughs> I think so. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, D says, is there a big difference between TV shopping and online shopping? Well, yes. It yes. moves on TV. <laughs> yes, you can see it. You can see it on television and they demonstrate it. Unfortunately, on... Uh, on the uh, the online shopping, you can't actually well, you see, see a picture of it. That's yeah, it. It's not exactly the same. So more on that in a moment. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast, LBC ninety seven point three. The time now this Thursday morning is exactly to the second five thirty. In Putney, what's Putney? The weather in Putney. <laughs> <laughs> Lord above, it's Putney. It's Putney. Putney. <laughs> it's very interesting, isn't it? All these cross-references to northern people, I love it. Uh, <laughs> lots of you enjoying uh, Coach Trip. Finishes tonight, last one today. Better make sure I'm back indeed for that. I don't know who's going to win. I've got no idea, but it is worth watching. Steve says, why should Ronnie Biggs be let out? Whatever his age, he's a crook who hasn't served his sentence. Absolutely, only came back here for the free medical treatment. And that was it. Talk your free medical treatment. Nathan Morley <laughs> is with us today. Good morning. <laughs> You'll no longer need to go to Mexico to get the swine flu, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> well, we've already had the first death over here at a six-year-old girl the that. other day. Yes, it's all kind of centred in Scotland, isn't it? Yes. Most of it in the UK. In Paisley, was I reading, is the epicentre of the UK outbreak. Uh, 3,000 cases. Yes, yeah. yes. And there's... Uh, sorry? I said it is odd. It is strange. Yeah. It is strange thing as most people haven't got the faintest idea what it is. No. Now, that is a little bit confusing. It's like having a heavy bout of cold. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, only uh, the difference, I, I don't know what it is. All I can tell you is that tourists are importing it here. Yeah. And, and lots of people here are suddenly coming down with swine flu. And obviously, being a tiny little country, uh, we all go into into panic mode, which yeah. is happening now. I wonder why. So, I wonder why. Why we're panicking or why it happened. 
Mm. Well, why, why, we're, why we're panicking over it? Well, I, I don't know about you guys over there, because you've got so many cases. It's you're probably safer over here. But, um, you know, what we had, I think, whole crikey, around 25 cases in Ayanapa since we last spoke nice. last, last Thursday. Yeah. And they're saying this spreads like wildfire in bars and clubs and pubs and, you know, these kind of environments. So um, at the moment, there are quite a few British tourists in isolation at a hospital here, mm. which uh, can't be much fun for their, you know, 500 quid a week in the sun. Shame, really. Um, anyway, anyway, at least Mr Chaz is better now, so for that we should be grateful. He, he is all right. He's swine flu-free, and I did say this to a doctor the other day. I'm not kidding with you. I said, can dogs get it? And she didn't know. And I said, come on, brush up your act a bit. Yes, I come mean, on, I'm paying you a fortune. Never find a poor vet, do you? <laughs> no. I mean, the thing is, uh, dogs do, are quite susceptible to flus and colds. Mr Chaz gets a winter chill now and again when I have to put his blanket on and his jacket. So, mm. I mean, knowing him, he, he would pick up something like swine flu. Yes, well, he's picked up most other things, hasn't he? Including the cat at the moment. <laughs> well, this is a problem. Yeah. This is a slight problem because he has a thing for Caramel the cat. And and even though I love to see them playing together and, you know... Uh, it's gone a bit too uh, far, hasn't it? Holding paws. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they actually intertwine, their tails intertwine, which I think is sweet. Mm. And, and they both give each other hugs. He'll lay down and then she'll come and lay down with him. A cat and a dog, it's, 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 it's a delight to behold. It's I have not to normal, be though, is it? I mean, to be honest with you, they, they, they're not related. <laughs> they, the te- okay. well, te- well, they're both Morleys, yes. yes Caramel know, Morley yes. and Chaz Morley, yes. I mean, but, I mean, if you're looking at the bigger picture, no, they're not technically... That's worse, that's incestuous, isn't it? <laughs> yes, well, well, well Paul, think. I mean, they are brother and sister, I would like to think, with me as Papa. Yes. And, <laughs> and Sari as, as Mama. But, yes. um, uh, you know, the Morley family here is close-knit, close but, I mean, those two are just mucking about too much now. Yes, so, I, I, I mean, I don't know why, why this has started. Is this after the green face? Well, we managed to get that off, and he went for a shampoo and cut at the weekend, and I'm not joking with you. I mean, you two would think he looked gorgeous. Yeah. And, uh, uh, no, he, he, after the green face, I think Caramel looked at him and said, look, Mr. Chess, you're gorgeous. Anyway, cut a long story short, they're getting along fine. Yeah. I, I, I um, think just, I think perhaps keep keep them separate, you know, really. Well, oh, I can't do that. I, you know, the, the, the plan of the house is, you know, they both live, live in the house and in the garden as well, so, yeah. I mean, that... that they are going to bump into each other. <laughs> yes. Yes, I, mean, I can't think of any, any way out out of this one, I'm afraid. Just kind of well, there isn't really. There isn't really any way out, other than actually uh, going in between them myself. Um, yeah. Uh, but, but obviously, I'm not going to interfere in nature's course. I'm not that kind of bloke. No, true. You know. Case or Asara, we'll just take it day by day. Yeah, all right. Uh, good, good luck with that one, actually. Thank you I've never much. heard of DJ Tiesto. Who on earth is he? Oh, he's famous. Uh, is he? Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> You've heard of him? Of course. <laughs> I have. Well, who is he, then? He's a DJ. Well, even I he's can a, read he, that. He, well, he's just one of the, uh, one of the, the, the new breed of famous club DJs at the moment. I don't think he's a new breed, is well, he? He must be about 40 now. Yes, but, uh, well, yes, okay, he is, but... <laughs> but then again, DJs do tend to be quite old. Uh, it's funny, because I was talking about this the other day. No, I don't mean DJ, you know, radio personalities in general. Yeah. I mean, take a look at Radio 1. I mean, isn't that guy, Tim Westwood, about 55 years old? <laughs> look, and... even poor old Joe Wiley is looking a bit haggard and ancient now. I, he's supposed to be in touch with the kids. 
Well, Joe Wiley is about the same age as my mother, I think. God. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and, I mean, wasn't this meant to be the Nathan's pop station? Yes. I mean, it's quite funny, really. It's hilarious. It's I mean, at least around here, all of, the, all of the pop stations that we've got, just on our floor here, they're all young, hip, trendy people. I know they are, because they've got their jeans halfway down their bottom. And oh, then, that's you horrid. Get towards classic FM and us, you know, we're all suited and booted. Oh, that is horrible. Those yeah. jeans, which barely cover anything. I mean, they are offensive. That's they look attractive. bad. The pe- you can tell the people who are wearing them are just artists again. Yes, just absolutely. To, but, and, and you can actually see that. You can. <laughs> I, don't know what, I, don't, I don't quite know what the appeal is, but they appear to have their pants sewn into their jeans. Ah, oh, that's just nutty. It is, it is they, quite it, You wouldn't do it, Nathan. No, I'm a very snappy dresser. In fact, as I'm talking to you right now, mm. there are comments coming in on my Facebook about a photo I posted last night. Mm. I mean, Ray Frencham's just made a comment. He says, mm. you know something, Mr. Morley, you actually look rather handsome here. Must be the makeup. Bravo. Watch him, he's Johnny... single at the moment. <laughs> Sorry, is he? <laughs> he's ah, <single>. okay. <laughs> uh, J- Johnny Baker, your former producer, says, you need a beer tower as a backdrop. I'm coming over. <laughs> he sent me a thing the other day, actually, and he obviously mass-mailed something. So I get it on my phone. He said, oh, we're, we're doing something for James's birthday. Yes. So I thought he meant James Max. So I thought, why on earth would we be doing something for James Max's birthday? He said, it's his 30th. So I wrote back and said, I think he's a lot older than that. And he went, no, no, it's, it's his 30th. And so I said, which James are we talking about? And he wrote back and said, my brother. <laughs> why would you ask me to do something for your brother's birthday? <laughs> quite mad, you know, quite mad. I was in Le Mans the other day, drinking, I think he got through about 400 um, bottles of beer. How do you know And then know built this? them into a beer. Huh? How do you know this? Oh, well, you know, Johnny and I, we keep in touch, you know, for our, um, uh, our mutual love of dance music and DJ Tiesto. Oh, right. Because um, <laughs> um, he would know who DJ Tiesto was, wouldn't uh, he? Uh, t- well, for him, DJ Tiesto would be, uh, I don't know, he would be your Houdini, I suppose. Is this you a know? Re- is this, I'm just looking at, um, must be Facebook, is this a recent picture of you, or is this a very that's old last picture? Night. You've lost Which weight. One? You've lost a load of weight. Oh, uh, do you know, that's, uh, is this the one which is just... Uh, reading the news last night. With, with your shirt slashed open to the navy. Yeah, oh, yes. look at that, isn't that yes, nice? Uh, and the collar out <laughs> on the, <laughs> on the attractive look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've lost a lot of weight. Not you on my have. stomach, though. And the very expensive studio lighting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a red light. Is it? Uh, yeah, it means I'm on and available. <laughs> we, we love the microphone. I haven't seen one of those since they were doing the show Itmar. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, actually, funnily enough, that studio was the first studio, and they still do the news from there, this is radio news, the first studio of Cypress Radio, and it opened in 1954. And they're still using the same microphone. And they they still do the news from this very same studio, and that's that's where it was taken last night. You've lost it. You look very well here. Very, very well. Do you think so? Yeah. I'll pass that on to Mr. Chaz. Yes, I'm a little bit worried that your wedding ring appears to be missing, but, I mean, apart from that... I don't wear one. Oh, do you not? I don't wear... Okay. No, no, I don't wear any kind of jewellery. Yeah. No. no. Uh, earrings, necklaces, brings, uh, 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 anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it's not no. you, is it? No, you look very good in this picture. Well, thank you very plenty. I think that's the first nice thing you've ever said to me. I know, it's not like me at all. I'm, I'm just... Sh- I'm going to write... I'm actually... <laughs> I'm writing. I'm writing this down. <laughs> yes, I'm not. I'm not known for giving compliments. It, uh, it doesn't, uh, no, doesn't fall easy. I'm afraid. So I'm feeling a little bit choked up at the same time. No, that's the best picture I've seen of you. Oh, thank you very much. That's, that's almost. Nice. That's almost a very. You should issue that. Do you think so? Yeah. Kind of inscribe it on the corner from Mr. Mr. Chas and me. Yeah, that would be yeah. lovely, wouldn't it? Definitely. Yeah. In fact, it would help if there was another. Who actually took it? 
I was the studio producer. Oh, right. For, for, for what and, reason? Uh, and, and, and Nothing else no, to do. The, we were just uh, taking pictures, like, and I said, oh, he took it, and you know you can see the picture on the cameras nowadays? Yes, yes. And uh, he showed me it after. I said, that's nice, send it, I'll put it on Facebook. Yeah. And I did. And there it is. Very, very impressive. In fact, there are, there are loads of you on here. We've got another one of you. Oh, there's one of Mr. Chaz eating a shoe. Very oh, funny. that's a gorgeous one. In fact, I think that's possibly my favourite. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Shoe or dog? The shoe or the dog? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know where the shoe went. He, the, the shoes go, that's it. Once they've gone, they've I'm gone. I'm not sure about the picture of you with the flat hat on. You look a little bit like an old Hovisad. Yeah, that's a bit camp as well, isn't it? Li- but, no, not really. Yeah. I don't think it was camp. I just thought it was a little bit, little I bit think dated. That- no, it's, it, it, that, that hat's camp. I lost it on a bus anyway, and my wife said that was the best thing that ever happened to her. Yeah. Him. Well, generally wives go, oh, you're not wearing that old hat again. You go, it's no. a favourite. I was wearing a hat in the office yesterday. Yeah. I thought she had Southern Comfort written out. Oh, we've got a picture <laughs> of your wife. And Mrs. Morley, Is good Lord. Mrs. Morley? Yes, with the boss. Oh, Ah, uh, yes, that's Mrs. Morley. Yeah. Yes. It's all there. Good. Uh, do you know, honestly, it's amazing, isn't it? We, we know, learned more about you this morning oh, than yes. we yeah. ever learnt before. Mm. Well, why not just pop over to my Facebook any time you fancy? A little bit worried about the two bald-headed men that you appear to be quite friendly with. Everybody's got a secret. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Those people not on Facebook, you're missing out on a treat. But there you go. I'm not surprised Ray Frencham's writing to you. (laughs) If... If you can't get enough of these weeks, why not come and join me on Twitter now? You see, I've got into this Twittering now as well. You're on Twitter as well? Yeah, it's twitter.com forward slash Nathan Morley. Right. And, and, uh, you know, I'll just occasionally put inane ramblings up there. Yes, but like within this 140 feature, characters. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, it's, it's, we've, we've had so many pictures of you, it's, it's been an absolute delight. Well, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that you've, you enjoyed them. I mean, I, yes. to be honest with you, I'm, uh, obviously, the, my favourites. Uh, I've got more more coming up for the dog shortly. No, so I'll, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's no, right. You want to leave it there, Chief? You want to leave it there? <laughs> I, I think we'll leave it there. Actually, at that one. But uh, very nice indeed. Thank uh, you. Oh, by always, the way, the, the DJ Tiesto story, which we never did. Oh, yes. He was here. He was here yesterday, uh-huh. and I went to do an interview with him, and his minder said, "Don't ask him about swine flu." And I said, oh. "Why the hell would I ask him about swine flu?" And he said, "Just don't." Oh. So okay. what did he say when you did? He said he hadn't got it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he didn't understand what it meant? Because most, most DJs, it has to be said, don't actually understand, you know, news and stuff like that. No. Who does an interview in, in a basement conference room with sunglasses on? You've got to scratch your head and ask these things, you know. Stevie and Wonder. I interviewed Stevie I'll forgive Wonder, him. And all I kept saying to him, what I wanted to say to his minders, can somebody clean his glasses? Because you know when you get nice big glasses and they're shiny mirrored fronts? <laughs> they were covered in fingerprints. And I got, the, the, the whole half hour interview with Stevie Wonder, which I did, I'm thinking, I really want to clean your glasses. I'm so funny about glasses. They've got to be clean. But uh, <laughs> he was just fantastic. Very down to earth. And he yeah, wants to sing, I think, at Michael Jackson's funeral. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, that, well, that, that would be worth watching. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a new song. 
Yes, I think there'll be a song, actually. Yeah. I think there'll be a song. Oh, bless him, bless him. Anyway, uh, good-looking boy. Uh, we got to leave Well, thank you, you very much, gentlemen. <laughs> I'm, I'm going off, uh, uh, well, to do the usual, so I'll be here next week. With sitting a spring here waiting. in your step. A spring in your step and, and an, and an ever-decreasing <laughs> waste, we hope. Well, this was the, the day Steve Allen gave me a compliment. I it's know. a red-letter day. It's a yeah. red-letter day, so make a I'm... note, July the 2nd, 2009. <laughs> It'll never <laughs> happen again. I'm cock-a-hoop. <laughs> Lovely. But there's no pictures anyway, of that. What with, what with that and poor old Mrs. Slocum's pussy, I don't know where we're going this morning. Oh, no, don't start me there. I'm lovely to talk to you. <laughs> Cheers, gents. Have a Take lovely care. day. Bye. Tara. There he is, our man in Cyprus. Such very good-looking pictures. Honestly, I feel I feel sort of almost ancient. It's this amazing morning. what you can do with Photoshop. It's amazing it? what you can do with Photoshop. I really must stop this compliment thing. It's just ruining my reputation. It's not good for me at all. Fourteen minutes to six. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's LBC. <laughs> These are the headlines. A 14-year-old boy will appear at Ballam Youth Court later this morning, accused of killing a teenage girl in a house fire. A major military operation targeting the Taliban is underway in Afghanistan. 4,000 American Marines and 950 Afghan soldiers have moved into Helmand province. Michael Jackson's body won't be put on public show at the Neverland Ranch. His family has released a statement saying details of a memorial event will be announced soon. And meanwhile, one of his former British bodyguards has revealed that Jackson had a serious girlfriend when he died. Plans to ban lenders from sending unwanted credit card checks will be revealed later. The move will be outlined in a government white paper, which is also expected to contain measures to promote responsible lending. Let's have a check on the road for you this morning. It's Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. If you're heading for the M's biggest conversation. Morning, everybody. It's 12 minutes to six. Steve Allen's early breakfast. I trust you are well this morning. Uh, Sandra says Gordon, is doing her annual stint at Wimbledon and has asked me to let you know she recently met two of your chums, Phil Blacker and Dave Luddy. I say chums advisedly, as neither professed to have heard of you. But after a little prompting, probably involved alcohol, I should imagine, confessed to all, we had no idea what an intriguing life you lead. <laughs> Seriously, they both spoke of you in glowing terms and were very pleasant and nice, really. Though they must have had a few drinks, I would think. Game set and match LBC. So it's goodbye from Sandra in sunny Wimbledon and Gordon in even sunnier Tooting. If only I could enjoy it and go out in it, but I absolutely cannot. It just kills me, this heat. It's just, yeah, just get a little hat or a, or a parasol. It, it's not that. It's got nothing to do with the, oh, with your, the sun effect to me. It's underlying I can't, I can't breathe. Problems, yes, it's yeah. terrible. Not mm. very good. Paul. Steve, Polish customs officers have intercepted a package posted from Hong Kong containing 39 scorpions. When they opened it, 32 of them were still alive. Oh, no, 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 no. They were addressed to a student, and uh, the scorpions were in a small package purportedly containing toys valued at 12 euros, according to the customs declaration mm. made for the parcel by the sender. Uh, the, uh, the customs guy said, we usually check packages we have doubts about, for example, ones where the declared value does not correspond with the declared content. Mm. This time we had a hunch. A vet called in by customs officials identified the creatures as Marcini-type scorpions, a moderately dangerous variety. Oh, Those which survived the long journey will be placed in a zoo. Police questioned the 24-year-old student to whom the package was addressed. He admitted to an interest in exotic animals and wanted to add the scorpions to his collection. Oh, no. Naughty boy. Damn it, 32 of them still alive? Yeah. That Not is nice. awful, isn't Not it? Why nice would you want 30, 39 scorpions? Why would you want one? Yeah, why would you want one? It's true, actually. <laughs> I don't, ooh, mm. how, mind you, you remember we have seen that they did a programme on Heathrow Airport a while ago and they had people who packed tortoises, hundreds and hundreds, yes. into a case. Yeah. And they, they were sent over and all sorts of strange things. That's one of the things I didn't like about Barcelona. 
was the uh, the, the shop selling animals on on the Rambler? No, we had the same in Paris. Mm. They had a shop window divided. Imagine this window in the studio divided into like boxes, and in each box mm. there was a dog. Yes, yeah, there must have been twelve in the window. Yeah, well, they have them in Amer- in America still. Do like they mm, in cages? Like and band, uh, yeah. in Malaysia, I remember passing a, a a pet shop with monkeys in in the windows Ooh, t- tied really? tied to the. Uh, things that they were sitting on, yeah. Don't Horrible. Horrible. Uh, Albert uh, says, I love your programme. The issue with Michael Jackson gets worse, but don't you feel that Martin Bashir holds a poison chalice? First he interviews Diana, she dies. Next he interviews Michael Jackson, he dies. Nobody soon is going to want to be interviewed by Martin Bashir. Actually, I must be the only one who didn't rate Martin Bashir. I thought he was very, very average. I don't think either of the interviews were particularly good. No, neither did I. He I made his he reputation lucky. on them. Mm. You know. We all know what swine flu is. That's Graham, it's Katie Price with the sniffles. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. That'll be popular wow. with everybody this morning. Because if you uh, have just woken up, well, you, you can podcast the programme, but she's going to do an interview putting her side of the story. Wouldn't it be a lot easier if you put them both on with Piers Morgan? Not just one side of the story. Let's have them both on, and then you'll realise exactly what she's like, because that would be a far more explosive interview, wouldn't it? Imagine Katie Price, you know, on there with Peter Andre. I mean, there would be... there. Sorry, the machine's broken. It can't be broken. We only just had a cup of coffee out the machine. Oh, it's leaking everywhere. There's no 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 chocolate this morning. Oh dear, oh, dear. How depressing. Dreadful. Eight four eight five zero. Steve at lbc.co.uk. Yes, Nathan, I am awake. Says Ray from Barkingside. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Mark says I love the way your northern lass says Putney as well as London. Yes. Says don't, don't put her down, or should be. Poot. I don't know how they do it, actually. Poot, Mate. Was it went now, actually. Uh, 84850, uk. Um, and Val says, the problem with all Jacko wackos is they're all bonkers. Sad. There was somebody, actually, who appeared on LBC the other day who confessed to crying every time... And this was a grown man mm. who said... And I was listening to it. They replayed it back on uh, Bill Buckley's programme. And this man would be having the conversation talking about Michael Jackson, and all of a sudden, he'd break down. Mm. And start crying. Well, it's kind of understandable. Is it? In some ways, yeah. yeah he said, sure. He said, in fact, through, through the, the, the sobbing, Michael Jackson made me who I am. What? Exactly. I wasn't quite <laughs> sure what, what that meant. <laughs> that, that was, uh, I found <laughs> it a, a little bit disturbing that people let a celebrity who they don't know take over their life. Yeah, but... Because pe- nobody knows him. Unless you're part of the family, you've got no idea what he's like. Yeah, but I understand it when it comes to singers because of the songs... And because people associate certain emotions with certain songs yeah. and certain memories. Oh, right. so, so I kind of understand it in that respect, but to say Michael Jackson made me what I am is a bit But mad. some people seem to live their lives, don't they? I mean, you, you see people sort of... You know, I've, I saw people pinning stuff, and I'm quite sure some of the people writing their silly... Th- Mind you, go down to, you know, people writing stuff on the side of the National Gallery. You've been down to uh, Freddie Mercury's house. Mm. The side gate there is just covered in graffiti. Go up to Abbey Road, covered in graffiti. Yeah, but at least those sites are, are directly associated with the people that are, are being mourned or commemorated. Yeah. Uh, what's the National Gallery got to do with Michael Jackson? Well, that's what I don't know. It's it's just an easy wall to, to deface on... So if you and I went up there this morning with sort of a can of spray and wrote, Steve Allen, fantastic, LBC 97.3, could we get away with that? No. Oh, right, that, that's, that's graffiti, is it? Yes, only if I died could you... <laughs> no, don't do that. It's not worth it. It's ridiculous, isn't it, that I couldn't go and do that this morning 
and yet all these other people are allowed to deface it. I mean, are they allowed to go to Buckingham Palace, break in and start defacing? No, they'd be arrested. Do it on the side of the National Gallery. Nobody does anything. I agree. It's appalling. Uh, troubled Katie Price, I mean, balmy Katie Price, is to open her heart about her marriage split on primetime television. My advice, Piers, is to go for both of them. That would be an interview, because she would absolutely be jumping down his throat. It'd be far more entertaining. Well, well I, I thought that uh, your favourite bloke on, in, on the mornings should have them both on. Who's What's his that? name? The, the guy that does the relationship programmes. Oh, and, yes. What's his name? Oh, um, Jeremy Kyle. Yes, Jeremy Kyle. Wouldn't that be a good show? Oh, she'd be effing and blinding all over the place. Yeah, exactly. He would just sit there and wait for her to just implode. Yes. Very exciting. I think they'd make very good television. I did. Oh, Richard and Judy finished the other day. They did their last uh, show on television. They didn't do anything big. They just went mm. out with a whimper, it says in the paper, just saying, well, that's it, um, and uh, we'll see you around. Mm. So I'm assuming we're all going round to their house later. So that's quite nice, isn't it? It's a bit of a shame, really. What, Richard and Judy? Yeah. They should never have left Liverpool. <laughs> never, ever have left Liverpool. That was their biggest downfall. I, I leaving agree. Leaving the security of the Albert Dock to come to London. I agree. The reason being uh, that uh, they couldn't get celebrities to go up there, which was rubbish. They got loads of celebrities I up went there. up there once to that show. It was a tiny studio. Yeah. Tiny. It was actually in the dock, though, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, I can't remember. I, I, te- I took an artist up there. I can't remember who or why, Rolf but I Harris. remember going in there. And I remember the laminate flooring in the studio. Oh, right. it, and it was all wonky. Wonky. All cracked when you walked on oh. it. You know, how it, yeah. if it's not set down properly, it makes these cracking noises. That's a shame. Great shame. Uh, lots of pictures of the paper today of, um, of uh, ITV talking about the programmes which have won ratings for them and programmes which haven't. And they reckon that people are leaving ITV because Simon Cowell's not on the television. Okay. He does get ratings. It has to be said. Britain's Got oh, Talent yeah. pulls in, you know, some of the best ratings you've ever seen on television. He's a genius. I can't wait till uh, his new venture comes up and running and we can see what he uh, produces then. I think he's actually very clever. Very clever mm. man. In fact, it, it must, must be easy for him because he's now established the brand... All he, all he has to... It doesn't matter what sort of programme it is, it'll always work, won't it? I think so. Because people will go there. Uh, very sorry for Farrah Fawcett. Yes. Uh, her funeral was yesterday, and um, the good and the great turned up. And she left a final farewell message for the three men in her life. So she did a, a letter to Ryan, and mm-hmm. she did one to um, her son as well, who actually turned up and, in handcuffs at the funeral, just as well she wasn't there to see it. But, oh, uh, dear. But uh, a few, uh, uh, very nice, the... Uh, coffin covered in flowers good for her it was very very low key very low key and ryan o'neill was there of course and um, it was all just very sweet very sweet and then the police are having none of it this was an ice cream ad that's been taken off because it's offensive and it's got a picture of a nun and a priest and they've got this ice cream and uh, and they've said it's it's offensive the words were kiss temptation it's a very attractive nun, whereas anybody will tell you, most of the nuns you've seen around, they don't look like this, let me tell you. And the snap which appeared in a Sainsbury's magazine caused a holy huff with dozens complaining they were offended. Oh, so what they've done is they've had to pull the advert. But of course, the funny thing is, the company have now got loads of coverage through the advert being pulled. Fantastic. That's how good. it works. Although the Advertising Standards Authority said it was likely to cause offence. To who? To who? I, I mean, you're not saying that a few priests around Vatican City fancy a few snogs with a few nuns. I mean, come on. Blimey. They're only human. And if you can, if you can have a little bit of gelato with it as well, even more fun. 
Just imagine those wafers and everything. Oh, dear. So continental. So continental. We love it. <laughs> but it's a very funny advert with two very good-looking people. It's selling an ice cream, but yet somebody was offended. They really need to get a, get a life, I think, nowadays. Uh, we're going to take a short break for the news. We should go and kick the coffee machine. Can't believe it. Honestly, we should have we should have got loads of coffees, but we walked past it the first time, as opposed to the second time. Have you? Oh, and good news: Princess Beatrice has lost weight. Good. The paper have got a picture of her coming. You remember April two thousand eight? She was a bit of a hefty hideaway girl, trying to wear a bikini. It looked like the bikini was trying to wear her. And now she's lost weight. She was out with Mummy last night. They were holding hands, coming out of a club or something very, very peculiar. The only thing you can't do is change your face, and that she's stuck with, I'm afraid, because <laughs> she's not. She's a bit healthy. Whereas the other one's very, very attractive. This one's... Oh, that's right. Break the studio. That's all we need. LBC. Hello? It's Jane. Morning, everybody. It's uh, seven minutes past six. It's going to be a scorcher again today. Take water in the car. Take water with you everywhere. A little bottle of water. Didn't cost you anything. Just remember, don't fill them up from those drinking fountains at work. Because um, I've seen people do it before. And it's the fastest way to spread disease. You know, you get people, they've got the little bottle of water, mm-hmm. they put it underneath, because they've had that bottle in their mouth, and the germs, then they're going to transfer to the little tap underneath. We were forbidden from doing it. There was a thing that went out around here, saying, do not fill your water bottles up from the, uh, from the water fountains. Really? Yeah, because you don't want to transfer anything. Ooh. Apparently there's a campaign going on the net, encouraging people to boycott vile so-called tribute to Michael Jackson mags, says Amanda. Really? Well, I tell you, you, you can't shut certain people up. There's a bodyguard who's doing the rounds on television and in some of the papers today. Well, it was so many years ago that Michael Jackson came here, and uh, this man claims to be, you know, really close to him and all this kind of thing, and Michael phone. As I say now, you can say just about anything. You can say anything you like about Michael Jackson, because you'll never be able to prove it. As far as I'm concerned, I looked at this uh, bodyguard. They say he was uh, Michael's trusted aide. No, I think there were loads of people. He was just one of many, many people who was around him. He's obviously the one who's decided to capitalise on it. And uh, no doubt there'll be a book out as well, I should imagine. Kelvin McKenzie's very interesting. He says what we said last week about the revolting Jack Tweed. Oh, yes. And he says, why did he wait so long? It's only 14 weeks since the death of uh, Jack of Jade Goody. And the thuggish Jack Tweed is said to have found a new zeal for life with a young model. It says, surprise, surprise, why only 14 weeks? Why not 14 days or 14 hours? They apparently are just friends, as we reported here. But he says, Mr Tweed is a revolting piece of work, and the fact that he can be seen out and about with this girl so soon after his wife's death shows he's as heartless as he is violent. My suspicion is we'll unfortunately hear a lot more about Mr Tweed in the years ahead, and none of it will be any good. I agree with Kelvin McKenzie completely. We said that last week. He's a vile, convicted thug twice over. Yes. Nasty piece of work. Nasty piece of work. I didn't believe anything about him and Jade's wedding, I'm afraid, at all. Wasn't even there for the end for her, poor soul. He was in another room. But uh, he'll be capitalising on it. You mark my words. Um, Paul. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to... There's a picture of the paper today. Of yes. the Chippendales walking through London's Hyde Park with their shirts off. So desperate are they to get some attention nowadays. They must be a new lot. They must be. It is a new lot of Chippendales. Apparently, um, well, it doesn't actually say... They, they were doing a thing down at the O2... Some of them oh, the, two? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I hear they've got 50 uh, free dates now. They say fill. ABBA could go in there. ABBA? ABBA. That's what they're talking about in the papers today. They're thinking, who could fill it? And the only people who could fill that, apart from you 2 but they're already booked in elsewhere, would be ABBA. Now, that I'd pay to see. That would be worth seeing. Wouldn't it? Can you imagine if ABBA came back and did the hits? But would Agnetha do it? 
Is Agnetha the blonde one? Yeah, she's the oh, one who... Yes, that's right. Yes. She's the one that, uh, so far as uh, said she want won't to, do it. No. Yes. be interesting if Abba did. I mean, that'd be quite... M- oh, m- that'd myself. be fantastic. Yeah. I'd quite like Pickety Witch to get back together again. That'd be a good one. Oh, she's back together. She's back together again. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Abba would, would be absolutely fantastic. Oh, I, I, I would pay. I would pay serious money to see that. Well, I them. think people would pay serious money as well. I agree. Uh, there's another horrible picture of the paper today of, uh, of a, a duck... Uh, sorry, it's not a duck, it's one of these Canada geese, which are vile anyway. The mess they make. Have you seen Canada geese? Yes. Oh, they had a big cull in St James's Park a while ago because they're all over the place and the mess they make. But somebody shot a bolt through this one's neck. Oh. Now, we've had this before with people. What is the the, the mental state of these people? You know, it's it just it beggars belief. An RSPCA spokesman said, despite its horrific injuries, it's coping. Oh, dear. I mean, it is disgusting that somebody would actually do that. Yeah, right. animal cruelty is not anything to be condoned, is it? It's, it's not. It's, it's, it's just, you know, everything has feelings. It, it's just, ooh, it is just nasty. I, I, I put flies outside. Sorry, flies. You put flies. Flies. Do I, you? I push them out with a piece of paper out the window. Yeah, oh, right. I, I won't kill them. Oh. No, I can't do that. I'm afraid. <laughs> well, I, mean, I do try and open the. The worst thing for me is getting a wasp in the car. That's an absolute wasps nightmare. Wasps I don't like, because oh. wasps have no function in this world at all. Somebody got and bitten on coach trip the other day. This poor girl, in the middle of her uh, chest, got bitten by a wasp, and they thought it had fallen down inside. Oh. Which, of course, made her quite ill, probably with thinking about it. I've only been what stung once. But... Oh, my goodness, you'd have to know. rip your clothes off. Yes. I got, I got stung by a bee once, because I trod on it in my slipper. Ah. Uh. And I didn't realise that. Bye. God, your feet swell up. Yes. Oh. You have to pull it out straight away. Terrible. We mentioned earlier on that Carl Molden has uh, died yes. aged 97. Uh, Stevie Wonder, Molly Sugden, it's not Stevie Wonder, um, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Molly Sugden, of course, at 86, which was a, a great shame. And also a young man who, um, who they'd featured in part of the, uh, the Mirror Pride of Britain Awards. He was only 14, and uh, his name was Liam Fairhurst. He raised more than £320,000 for cancer charities. He featured on the television, being terribly brave about it, and he lost his fight the other day. Such a waste when you think he was only 14. He got that Child of Courage award, and he did tireless fundraising uh, with other children to raise money for cancer. 320,000 quid. Well done you, Liam. But sadly, he, uh, he lost his battle the other day. Tragic, isn't it? Absolute tragic. And then you read about other people who sort of, you know, think, oh, God, it's awful. Uh, I'm a bit worried about uh, loose women. Colleen appears to be on it every day, and yet I'm wondering when she's going to be rehearsing for the Nolan's Comeback Tour. Well, perhaps she won't need to. Uh, but anyway, she's a and bad news for me, I'm afraid. Where's the Royal Variety coming from this year? Go on. Manchester? Blackpool. Blackpool. Do Blackpool? me a fa- Exactly. Don't take your car up there, it'll be on bricks before you know what's happened. What, the Opera House? I don't know, I'm assuming the Opera House. Well, it won't be at the end of the pier, so I assume it's the Opera House. Rather nice if it was at the end of the pier. (laughs) Well, I certainly shan't be going up to it. It's a great shame, because I love the Royal Variety. So if it really is being held in Blackpool, as Stephen suggests, I can't go anywhere, anywhere near it. Well, you could. I wouldn't take the car. In fact, I wouldn't take anything. My God, they'll be on the rob up there. Take the train. Dreadful. On the tra- you, yeah, but you can't. Why? You cannot take the train direct to Blackpool. It doesn't go direct no, to Blackpool. No, you go to Manchester and change No, no, you can change at Newcastle or somewhere like that. Right. But as they all get okay. off the train in their finery... Oh, dreadful. 
Don't go anywhere near it. Well, you'd have a local limo to pick you up. And oh, I, w- I wouldn't risk it, actually. Whisk you off to the, uh, <laughs> your, your seafront suite. <laughs> seafront suite. Uh, it's not just the National Gallery. The pavilion by Clapham Common Boat Pond has Michael Jackson, Sir, der, daubed all over it. It's just an what excuse What's the matter with these people? people? Are they just stupid or what? Why would writing that in here affect anything? It's, I mean, I mean, it's... it's Michael Jackson, I don't think, walked around the National Gallery. I don't think he appeared in Trafalgar Square. And graffiti is a blight on everybody's life, I'm afraid. You know, you want to do graffiti, go and do it on your own house. Mm. Ah, Barbara and Sylvia says, read Nathan's cat and dog affair. It's a case of puppy love. Oh. I know. It's so sweet, isn't it? 14 minutes past six, Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's going to be another scorcher today. Remember, light sun cream, bottle of water. Solve all your problems. News headlines, Matthew Schofield. The son of great train robber Ronnie Biggs says he'll keep fighting. Conversation. Thank you very much indeed. 17 minutes past uh, six. We're, we're failing to get uh, Roger Foss at the moment. So, but we, we shall try again. And if we don't get him, we'll have to, we'll have to pop him on tomorrow. Uh, John Warrington says, change at Preston for Blackpool. And as Laurent says, change at Newcastle to get to Blackpool. Is that the scenic route? Yes, pretty way. <laughs> yes. There's a, because you, you go from... A nice big fast train when you get to Preston, and then you get off and you get on this, what can only be described as a little ramshackle affair, which then takes you into either South Blackpool or North, or whichever one. Why you can't go direct to Blackpool, I've got no idea. Are you sure you're not thinking about the Big Dipper? We never got on the Big Dipper. We actually went into the, uh, the fairground. The queues in the morning were oh. so huge, and I don't do queues. Even at the best of times, I don't do queues. And this was full of the most awful people. Blackpool is full of the most awful, awful people. I cannot tell you how... Think of the worst Jeremy Kyle show and think of it multiplied I bet you had a kiss-me-quick hat. I did not have a kiss-me-quick hat. (laughs) It was just (laughs) dreadful. Dreadful, dreadful, dreadful. I shall never go there again unless I'm drag-screaming and I will have to be drag-screaming, I'm afraid. Uh, Where is Michael Jackson going to be buried? They're all speculating it's Neverland. Yes. We think Neverland as well. They're not going to put uh, the body on display. So that's good news. I should think not. Yes, well... Um, it's awful. Well, it is, but you know what fans are like. We want to see Michael. Mm. And a, an American waiter refused to serve David Beckham because he thought he was too young to drink. Oh, now, a, please. Well, this I had is... a producer at 55 who went to America and had to produce ID because you've got to be 21 mm. to drink Well, alcohol. I have to sometimes. I mean, that, oh, how ridiculous on. is that? I s- what, you with that In long America. goatee beard? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, in America, yeah. That's a bit worrying. I never got asked once. <laughs> never got asked once. But isn't that funny? Yes, the waiter ridiculous. asked him for some ID, but the Bemuse player didn't have any, so the Jobsworth took away his wine glass. <laughs> Seems fair enough, actually. <laughs> it does. That's David Beckham. I mean, I, th- I would have thought that David Beckham... There's another guy in the paper today. This is, um... Uh, I think he could be an Asian lad, and he goes to school, and you know what kids are like when they're about 13, 14? You start growing a little bit of a... A moustache. A bit of fluff. A little bit of fluff. Yes. We used to call it, well, you know, a little bit of fluff. Under your nose. So he goes to school, and the school go, you can go home and shave that off. And so he goes, I'm not shaving it off. It's a bit of, it's a bit of fluff under my nose. Loads of kids have got it. Mm. Loads of kids have got it. We all had it. And the reason you don't want to shave it off is because... You just, once you start shaving, once you, you start shaving, continue, you've got to go through yes. the whole thing. My auntie Enid was like that. And, I mean, look at her now. Mm. Spends most of her time immersed in IMAC. But anyway, so he's got this little moustache. Anyway, the school ban him. They send him home and they say, you're not coming back till you've shaved it off. And his parents have gone, are you mad? 
He's 14. That sounds like victimisation well, to me. Well, it absolutely sounds like victimisation. It is the most stupid thing I've ever heard. Where is this? It's a school in this country, sadly. Well, I, yeah. I can't remember exactly where it is, okay. but it's in, it's in some of the papers today. Dearie me. Really very worrying. And former England manager Graham Taylor has been selected by Sir Elton John as a top gay icon. Yes, it, that, uh, back to the National Gallery again. Yes. It's, uh, it's an exhibition going into the National Gallery, I think, from today it's open. Yeah. Really? Yes, gay icons. Gay icons. And so, I've never thought about Graham Taylor before, but he's a gay icon. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that either. And, and the other sad news this morning, which I think has only just reached this country, but um, a man with two penises has had one removed by medics in South China after his girlfriend said they ruined their sex life. Couldn't make up his mind. I'm not really sure actually what to say <laughs> after that. I did see that on the television once, and they had a man with two two willies, and they operated independently. Well, I would thought most women would have been very grateful for something like that. Most men far would from, be very grateful. Most men <laughs> if they operated sure. independently. Exhaustion, I think, would be far too. Anyway, enough of that. We've we found Roger Foss. Thank goodness. I mean, you know what it's like. The trouble is, his house is so big. He, he goes along one corridor, he gets lost in the West Wing, and then you've got to drag him back. Morning, Roger. Oh, good morning, yes. Where no, are I was you? down in the basement. Oh, oh I'm, I'm at home. Oh, right, OK. I'm at home. I was, I was, I was in the basement crawling off. Dreadful, isn't it? <laughs> so surprised these are. How is your swimming pool down there? <laughs> oh, yes, the plunge. Yes, I've got my, my own plunge pool down there. Um, which is interesting, actually. I went to the, uh, the, um the opening of Avenue Q, or the Avenue Q has moved now to a new theatre. Right. And I rarely ever go to after-show parties, and they had a, a party at a hotel down in the Haymarket, which has a, a pool, and so it was actually a plunge party. No. And, of course, the big thing was, uh, you know, who's going to jump in first? And did people actually <laughs> get in? Well, I left before then. Right. Because okay. uh, I really wasn't going to take all my clothes off in front of all that showbiz crowd. Oh. I thought, no, I just no. cannot do that. No, I, I agree. But, uh, but, yeah, it's great. Look, really huge pool there and just waiting for people to dive in. Good Lord. Well, you know what people are like? They have enough drinks and they jump in. There used to be a famous nightclub in London. I think Tramp had a, had a pool in it as well. Really? Yes. Well, it's one way to cool off, isn't it? Yes. Especially when theatres are so hot these days, mm. and that's one of the big issues at the moment, isn't it? Sweltering in the yeah. West End. Yeah. And, and not every theatre has air conditioning, so you have to take along your own water, I think. That's the only way to keep cool during a show, because I, I just say take your own, because you must not buy water in any of these theatres. The bottles of water are a complete rip-off. They, yeah. they sell them for, in some places for £1.50 or 2 quid. Mm. And it's just outrageous. Yes, it is. But, we could buy um, them for about 35p. Well, exactly. If there's a shop round the corner, you know, one of the corner shops, or just mm. fill a bottle of tap water and take it with you, yeah. and then sit back and enjoy the show. Well, you know uh, that they used to... Uh, are quite... Hello? 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 Oh, I thought you'd gone <laughs> again. Is that, are you on a mobile? Oh, no. <laughs> I am on a mobile, but the mobile is perfectly okay, yeah. I'm sure. It seems to be going in delay at the moment. But, uh, but you're right, in, in some oh, really? of the, uh, the big concerts, uh, they actually stop people taking water in so that they would buy water on site, which is appalling, really. Oh, that's outrageous. Yeah, they do that do That is it. outrageous. 
Uh, or the alternative is to go to the, one of the open-air theatres like Shakespeare's Globe or go to Regent's Park, yeah. which is absolutely fantastic at this time of year. They're doing the importance of being earnest at the moment. Yeah. And, and, and soon they'll be doing Hello, Dolly, which will be absolutely fantastic in the sunshine. Lovely. Provided you so keep the course, sunshine. This weekend, of course, the, uh, the weather is, uh, is going to turn and we're going to have storms and flooding across the whole country. Oh, yeah, well, in that case, it won't be Hello, Dolly, it'll be Hello, Broly. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Hello, Broly, I like that idea. Very, very quickly, uh, Thriller Live. Oh, that's our best joke. Yes, thank you. Thriller Live, of course. If, uh, I mean, you know, uh, there are shrines around the West End, aren't there, as you, you and Paul have been pointing out, mm. but, but the uh, Lyric Theatre in Shaftesbury Avenue, of course, has become the big shrine in, in the West End because it's just one huge, great, big tribute show. Thriller yeah. Live is really just a, a concert with... Um, going back to the Jackson 5 and then singers coming on and doing all the solo recordings from the 70s and amazing dance routines. And, of course, they, they've caught right at this very moment when uh, Michael Jackson dies. So it's really become a big shrine. It's a big jukebox of his music, but it's also like a kind of huge, great big wake. And people have been clamouring for tickets. There are not only all the usual tributes and candles and all that kind of stuff outside. But inside, of course, it's absolutely amazing. And really, I don't know why they're talking about these O2 concerts being sent off around the world, because this actually is probably the ultimate tribute show, mm. because you can just sit back and enjoy all the music. And, and, um, and, and whichever period of Michael Jackson you happen to like, it's actually there, you know. So, um, and, and it's been so hugely successful, this show, that they're, they're doing tours. Apparently, I've, I've been told the other day that they're opening productions all across the world. So uh, there's one opening in Berlin soon, and, uh, and others are to be announced. So uh, I, I would have thought this is the, the, the hottest place, mm. literally, for uh, the re real Michael Jackson fans to go and pay tribute if they want to do that. Or, as I say, otherwise, it's a rather ghoulish wake. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I haven't seen the show, but I'm, I'm led to believe it's, uh, it's got all the stuff in there that the fans want. And I'm assuming most of the people who would go would be fans anyway, wouldn't they? Well, they would be, although I think it's attracted all sorts of people. I mean, everybody seems to be a Michael Jackson fan now, whoever they are, even mm. your grand. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just ludicrous, all, all the Michael Jackson fans that are appearing. But nevertheless, this is actually a good show. It, it's just fantastic dance routines they do thriller obviously they do dangerous bad all the black and white stuff and man in the mirror and the entire off the wall album virtually so mm. it, it, if you want to immerse yourself in in michael jackson stuff or well, well shaftesbury avenue is in fact the place to go i think yeah yeah i think so i mean don't start yeah. writing on the side of buildings in london we don't need that thank you very much indeed that's just defacing public property Oh, yeah, well, that's, people think that's all very edgy and clever, don't they? We no. get that round here in Spitalfields. But yes. uh, I noticed the other week we had community payback people going round actually clearing it all off, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, we have that in Twickenham. They have people round. As fast as graffiti appears, they're, they're there to hose it all off. It's just ridiculous. I mean, the sort of people who do it are generally very limited, intelligent, very simple sort of people, and that's what they do. They do childish scribble. You see it on the side of railway uh, stations. Putney Railway Station is absolutely... Putney, of, of all places, or Putney, is absolutely <laughs> covered in graffiti. I've never seen anything like it. It's a poor yes, Richmond I, I station. Had it on the, on, I, I even had some on the side of my house. I think a lot of these people round here are attracted to Brick Lane, and they come along and they think they're urban artists, and yeah. <laughs> they see the side of a house, 
and it's like an easel, an artist easel for them. But uh, no, it took huge amounts of money to get it yeah. get it all all off my house. And I mean, they they just don't think of that, do they? They no. just think they're being very clever and artsy. Strangely enough, they they never actually go and do it on their own house, do they? They want to go and do it on somebody else's. Yes, that's right. Absolutely, I'd love to catch them and and uh, and spray them. Oh, me too. My Cover ultimate fantasy is to actually catch any of these little toe rags, strip them stark naked, mm. and spray them with my moniker all over there. You know, you can be a running advert Absolutely. naked through Trafalgar Square of Steve <laughs> Allen LBC. Thank you very much. Shame about Holly <laughs> Sugden very quickly. Eighty-six she was, and uh, oh yeah, you won't see her like again. I, I know. I always think of Mrs. Slocum and Mrs. Slocum's pussy, and of course those. I know. Fantastic hairdo she always used to have. You know, every yes. every episode of Are You Being Served, it would be a, a, an awful kind of purpley colour, then it would turn green. She was absolutely brilliant, wasn't she? You don't get character actresses like that anymore, I don't think. No, I, I, I liked her a lot. 86 she was, so a, a good innings, like Carl Malden, who had even better innings at 97. Oh, blimey, yes. I mean, 97? Yeah. That was a good innings. That was a very good innings, actually. They say he died in his sleep. <laughs> Best way to go, I've always said. Best way. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right. Um, but, yeah, so, look, I, I must say, Avenue Q, though, oh. uh, transferred now to the Gilded Theatre. Uh, it did well at the Noel Coward, and, of course, they closed it. Cameron McIntosh said, oh, I'm going to close it. Suddenly, the bookings all went up. Yeah. So, he had to transfer it, and to his credit, he's, he's transferred the show to one of his other theatres. It's absolutely quite cool inside the Guild, but I must say, it's not, it's, I don't know if it's uh, aircon, but it's certainly okay there. The show works fantastically well. All I right. mean, it's the I've only leave show it there, Roger. Town where... I've got to yeah. leave it because we've run right. out of time, but you better look out for the Hoxton Hall because you've got Debbie McGee heading your way in about a week's time, okay? So, oh, Debbie McGee will be down I can't there. wait. All right, look forward to it. Can't wait. All right. Thanks very much Bye. indeed for that, Roger. Bye. Take care. There's Roger Foss. This is LBC 90... Morning, everybody. 26 minutes to 7. Down to uh, Mr Blacker, who I believe was uh, chatting to strange people yesterday. Were you not, Phil? <laughs> was I? I don't know. Somebody wrote in and said that they'd been chatting to a lady called Sandra. Oh, yes, I was, yes. Sandra, definitely. Exactly. Big, big fan, apparently. What were you... D well, yeah, for about the last 15 years, I think. <laughs> exactly. What were you telling her? Uh, nothing. Do you want to think about that again? <laughs> want to think about it again? I'm, uh, I'm not really at liberty to uh, disguise. I, I, well, well, she's going to. Oh, no. <laughs> she's going to. What with you and uh, and the midget Luddy as well down there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, we've had it all back, mate. Have you? I do. We've had it all back. Oh, Got no secrets here, I'm afraid. No, it seems not. I also have sent her a, a text back telling her a little bit about you as well. Oh, have you? Oh, she great. was even more fascinated. <laughs> <laughs> I said, but some of it we can't talk about. Anyway, we'll have the horse racing in a moment. Let's find out where we are in the sports with, uh, with Phil. Off you go. Yeah, well, Andy Murray remaining on course to become Newbury and Redcar. Well, the uh, selection at Worcester yesterday, uh, unfortunately, had a horse collapse after the first race. It wasn't the one I picked, by the way. No, it wasn't. They used 800 gallons of water to reduce the temperature. The horse I recovered. Know. Unfortunately, the course couldn't replace the water due to supply problems. So, uh, yours was abandoned, yes, so... Yes, disappointing. Back where you started. Strangely, Cordoba, for Alex, won. Oh, really? Five to two, profit five quid. Total loss, £19.85. Heading in the right direction. Mm. Uh, you're £26.14. Yeah. Uh, he's off to Epsom tonight, but he's going to try and leave before status quo take to the stage. <laughs> I don't Probably know how wise. that fits in, status quo and horse racing, but they're, they're down there, I think. There's a whole load of different people. Makes them run faster. It does, yes. <laughs> Away from the band. <laughs> <laughs> so status quo down at Epsom tonight. So that's where his uh, selection is. The 650 at Epsom, 
Interact. Win only. Interact. OK, I'm going to Haydock in the uh, 3.40 this afternoon, one way or another. Oh, that's good. It's like a song title, isn't it? One way or another. I think Status Quo are playing it tonight, aren't they? Oh, are they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You hum it, I'll, I'll play it for you. <laughs> Actually, strangely enough, uh, you know, a lot of people, I don't know at school whether or not you had a recorder. I did, yeah. You, ha- you see, everybody had a recorder, but apparently it's now being replaced. Is it? Uh, pe- people are ditching the recorder and picking up the ukulele. Really? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't quite <laughs> ring true. It's right. so much easier because you could pop your recorder in your, in your The recorder pocket. was very handy and it also got me out of maths because uh, the recorder lessons were at the same time. Oh, right. It's the only reason I did it. Well, there is a school here that's actually got rid of all the, uh, the recorder players and they brought in dozens of ukuleles costing as little as 12 quid each. <laughs> I think you'd seriously be beaten up on the bus if you had a ukulele. <laughs> I don't know, George Formby used to, you know, play his little ukulele. I thought they were yeah. quite... I wouldn't mind playing something like that. And there is a ukulele orchestra of Great Britain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's funny, yeah. Phil. It's quite <laughs> serious, actually. They're, in fact, they are so big, they are playing the Royal Albert Hall next month. Are they? And uh, they've asked all the uh, prom-goers to bring a ukulele and play along to Ode to Joy. So that's quite nice, isn't it? I quite very like nice, that yeah, idea. Very nice. I was I was wanted a ukulele. Maybe future generations will be able to uh, follow in their footsteps. So you see, you're you're like most people. You only picked up an instrument to get out of a certain lesson. Oh yeah, it didn't last long either. It didn't. Oh, did it? <laughs> you, you weren't weren't particularly good. Were I you? wasn't particularly skilled with the uh, recorder. Now no, it's a shame, really, because one was used on the intro to Led Zeppelin's "Stairway to Heaven." <laughs> That's what they used it on. And also, Paul Paul McCartney used one in "Fool on the Hill." That was a recorder as well. Well, there you You're go. right, they were boring, actually. I don't know why I wasn't bothered <laughs> with those stupid instruments. <laughs> right, well, listen, enjoy your day today. It's going to be about 33 degrees. Good. So you're, you're going to well, bake very, very pleasant there. yesterday. Was it ple- well, you're, you're all air-conditioned, aren't you? Yes, Lovely. thankfully. Lovely. The rest of us out there, you know, in the bad world are not air-conditioned. <laughs> it's, ter- it's all right in here. It's absolutely freezing cold. In fact, the poor paper reviewer yesterday came in and went, oh, God, it's cold in here. But, of course, Nick loves it. Ice, icy cold, as you know, mm. which is good. Anyway, have a nice day. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Indeed. Speak to them. OK, take care. Bye. Steve, do not dismiss the role as ambassador to promote Blackpool. It does come with a tastefully monogrammed shell suit and a gold sovereign ring with matching necklace. That's nice. Because they're looking for Not real gold, of course. Oh, no, it wouldn't be. No, it would have been dipped. And it'd be one of these rings that are cut, so it, it will fit everybody. Yes, you know, exactly. So yes, that's together, right. Yeah. It's one of those cheap ones. <laughs> the one thing you shouldn't be giving your kids this morning for breakfast is orange juice. Orange juice, apparently, is just not good for you. Now, really? I was always led to believe that orange juice was really good because it's got vitamin C and it helps ward off coughs and colds, which was disproved years ago, because you'd need to eat a whole orchard to ward off a cold. Right. Uh, they're saying it's so acidic it can take part of your teeth with it. So, in other oh. words, it takes the enamel off teeth. Yes, but, you know, they proved a long time ago if you left teeth in Coca-Cola, they'd dissolve or something. But, you know, you're not going to leave your teeth in orange juice or in Coca-Cola, are you? My auntie did. She used to take them out at night and drop them in (laughs) (laughs) Coca-Cola. Yeah, but they were plastic. They they were plastic teeth, it is true. But he's actually said, this uh, this expert, Dr. Yan Fan Reng, of the Institute of Raw Oral, Oral Health in, in Rochester, yes, in New York, apparently. <laughs> right. said it's as bad for you as Coca-Cola. Rotting mm. your teeth. Isn't it funny? Do you know, as you get older, there's nothing you can enjoy yourself with nowadays. No. I said to Paul earlier, I you had two ice cream cornets the other day, and apparently both have got fat in. I mean, how annoying is that to discover? Yeah. Ridiculous. You and might expect it for one, but not one, both. One, you would expect. Not two. 
ridiculous. And apparently sandwiches from Marks and Spencers and their oakum chicken and salad has got the biggest fat content ever. You think chicken and salad, healthy. Yeah. Fat. Well, salmon. Oh, yes, you had a salmon. salmon sandwich was, was, I think it was about 1,300, 1,400 calories. For a sa- I know, salmon sandwich from Marks, yeah. And the worst thing, which I do like, um, is their wraps. The wraps are lovely. The wraps are lovely. But apparently the fat content is astronomical. Well, we've said before, everything that you like is bad for you. It's just not fair, is but it? for two little tiny wraps the other day, which had some, I don't know, some sort of meat or something in it, £3.26. It must mm. be cheaper to go and buy a roll and put some cheese and pickle in it, mustn't it? Yeah. Not as Mind much you, fun, though. I've been barbecuing for lunch over the last few days. Yeah. Lovely. Barbecue. I've been cooking outside, yeah. Oh, why, why do the British want to go and cook outside? Why because just usually sort of... we can't. Yes, but, but, well, it's like people want to sit on a pavement next to a main road, and they go, because we're eating al fresco. Yeah, but I'm not, am I? I'm in the garden. In the garden. Hmm. You've got one of those little portable barbecue things. No, I've got a gas barbecue. Oh, right. It's easy, so it's you can just light it up. You see, might as well stay in the kitchen and pass it out through the no, window. No, i tell you what, it cooks things much quicker than you can in the kitchen. Really? Yeah. We do like eating outdoors. I don't know why. Brian in Hampton Hill says, they said it was 90 in the shade yesterday. I was clever, he said. I stayed in the sun. <laughs> it's an old Tommy Cooper gag, and uh, it's well worth repeating on this programme this morning. You got a quickie for me? Yeah, residents of a Ukrainian village want to rename it after the late pop superstar Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Oleg Kislitskin, a deputy in the regional parliament, said villagers um, located in the region of, in the country's southeast had approached him with a proposal to rename the village Jackson. There are many fans of Michael Jackson there. He said they want to immortalise him and uh, adding that he was in favour of the proposal. They want to create a house museum and collect his records there. <laughs> this is a depressed region. All the factories are closed. They hope it will attract tourists. I don't think so. No. Sorry about Having that. Having a house full of Michael Jackson <laughs> records. There's a bit of a worry, isn't <laughs> I it? I don't think so. I forgot to give you earlier on uh, Roger Foss's website. It's whatsonintheatre.com. Whatsonintheatre.com. And uh, they've even got uh, Molly Sugden up there. So they work fast, and Carl Mulder about 97. And something called Christo's Curtain Call as well. I wonder if it's our Chris. It probably is, actually. It probably is, yeah. It probably is. It's our Christo's Curtain Call. So I've tried to click onto it. I'm assuming I'm hearing something, but unfortunately I can't hear anything on this particular computer. So what's on in theatre.com, OK? Oh, and by the way, Fluffy Female's coming up in a moment. Quarter to seven. With the headlines, Matthew Schofield. Ronnie Big's son says he'll fight Jack Straw's decision. Steve Allen. 12 minutes to seven is uh, the time. The BBC has been accused of being stuck in a 1950s mindset and portraying women in passive or fluffy pink roles. Apparently, equal opportunity activists claim the corporation has failed to properly implement legislation aimed at driving out inequality from the workplace. Amazing, isn't it, really? Apparently, characters such as Upsy Daisy from the hit children's TV show in the night garden have been accused of being overly feminised. I've never even heard of the programme. Neither have I. They say the hit programme. Apparently, Miss Rake raised concerns in particular about children's shows, saying they tended to portray women as passive or fluffy pink. It's because they're on children's shows, dear, that's why. They're on children's shows. What do you want to portray them as? I've got no idea. She would be a miss, wouldn't she, I'm afraid. But apparently lots of other people have backed her up. If CBB shows a girl as passive, then girls are passive. Simple as that. Weird, isn't it? Very strange. Anyway, another story from America. Yes, a woman who inherited some (laughs) Chinese carved jade from her father has scored the first one million sorry, one million dollar appraisal from experts in the US television programme Antiques Roadshow. 
in a record for the show, four pieces of Chinese carved jade and celadon uh, from the Qian Lung dynasty, which is 1736 to 1795, mm. as you will know, including a large bowl em- uh, crafted for the emperor, were given a conservative auction estimate of up to $1.07 million. Uh, the lady said, obviously, we're thrilled that despite this year's slow economy, Roadshow finally captured this elusive trophy. She said in a statement released by Boston-based production company WGBH, which licensed the format from, of the British show from the BBC. On both shows, members of the public bring in items to be appraised by professionals in the hope of discovering that junk from the attic is actually mm. a valuable treasure. And you'll remember that um, they found one here worth uh, one yeah. Worth more than by a council, they knew exactly a, what it was That's worth. right, it was a, it was uh, a, a scale model of yeah. um, the Angel of the North. Like, right out of old rubbish, and they hailed it on the BBC. They were going, oh, and this is marvellous, and they never knew. Of course they knew, they're a council, it's got to be insured. Yeah, it but was four a, bits of jade, one million dollars, that's not too bad, Chinese stuff goes for huge prices. You've only got to look through the sale rooms to realise that anything... From, well, you know, from some of the, these dynasties, go people pay huge sums of money. It's because in in this age of mass production and everything, it's nice to have something that was actually handcrafted and handcrafted well. Yeah. And, and in the Orient, they they do pay attention to detail, and mm. and that's what pays off, and that's what people want these days. Nice. I think. Uh, eight four eight five zero. Steve at LBC dot co dot uk. Uh, how old's Aunt Edith? And how often do you visit? I visit generally about every week. She's eighty three now. 83 and uh, still struggling through life. Uh, Polly says, I've known for a long time orange juice is bad for you. Uh, it gives me and many others migraine. Don't drink it then. I mean, I've drunk orange juice for ages. And uh, one here from Angela says, What about eating fresh oranges? Should be right if you drink water straight afterwards. Yes, I think so. I think it's like, you know, drinking coffee. You're supposed to drink coffee with a little cup of water mm. so that you taste the coffee each time because after you've taken the first swig of it, it's not so exciting. Uh, here's this uh, poor boy, Akash Iqbal, who's accused the school of overreacting because he's got a little bit of uh, fluff under his nose. And they've said, shave it off. It's in Manchester, in Moss Side. Uh, however, a spokesman for the Manchester Academy uh, says it was standard requirement that all children are clean-shaven. He's 14. He's got a bit of It's just fluff, balmy, for isn't God's it? sake. I mean, I've seen some girls with quite nice sideburns, you know, <laughs> because they don't shave. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? They're not what? real girls, Steve. They are real girls. Oh, are they? You know, I've seen... I can't help it. They've got a woman advertising on the television at the moment. She's got particularly hairy legs. And she's tried all these things, and they brought out this new system whereby you don't need to put cream on to get rid of hair. I mean, some people... I mean, poor girl here, Nicola, who works for, for Classic, she's terribly hairy. I mean, frankly, if she doesn't <laughs> shave overnight, it's a rug, I'm telling you, it's a rug. She was in the office complaining about it the other day. I should be in the so office she, complaining about <coughs> you later. She's having, she's having laser. She said it's the only thing that's worked really well, because the other thing just doesn't work. Because, I mean, people suffer for their art, don't they? People they do. suffer with all these horrible things. Um, magistrates, apparently, are being escorted in, in the, uh, the Vale of Glamorgan, Isn't in Barry, yeah. being escorted under umbrellas to avoid attacks by... Seagulls? Seagulls, exactly. Seagulls are t- obviously very wise seagulls. They Barry Island. Barry Island. So they, they've literally had to, had to push them under umbrellas to get them <laughs> into the court. And guess who's going home to Wales? One of your own. Go on. Tom Jones. Oh, is he? He's decided he's going to quit America and return to Britain. Uh, apparently, <clears throat> the house he's in at the moment was originally Dean Martin's. But his wife, I know laughing, uh, he does have a wife, actually. Yes. <laughs> she lives in Wales. 
He lives here. Yeah. Uh, sorry, he, he lives in America. She lives in Wales. Yeah. I've been married for years, even though Tom's legendary exploits are, in fact, legendary. And she has nothing to do with showbiz. But no, well, he's, a, kids. he's had a home there for a long, long time. Yeah. But, uh, you've ne- but people go. So what does Tom Jones' wife look like? She looks like a girl from the Valleys. Mm. Who's, uh, well, she is. She is a girl from the Valleys. Mm. But she lives over here. So it's a very strange sort of relationship. It works. It works for them, doesn't it? Yeah. I love the way he still calls him, still calls her the wife. But he's had lots of extracurricular. You know, he's known for it. <laughs> known for <laughs> it. Hard drinking and um, everything. He turned up at Glastonbury as well. Yes, he did. Did a set at Glastonbury. Did yes, very he well. Was very good. I like him now. He's now he's gone grey. Do you? Yeah, I think it looks better. People who sort of, you know, he, he sort of he looked a bit coiffured before. Mm. Now he looks a bit more normal. I pre- I prefer him in later life. I have to say. Yes. Oh, yes, supposed to the young when he was young. Did you not? No. Like some of the songs. Delilah, I liked. I l- I l- yeah, do you like Delilah? I do. I saw the... That one. Yes. Love to better sing it. Uh, what Peter and Katie should have done. This is Colleen, apparently, offering advice here. It can't be Colleen offering advice. Can't be. Must be somebody else. And uh, it's on how to, how to stay married. How, how do you stay married? The answer is, according to the royal family, separate bedrooms. Always works. Never or separate houses like separate Tom Jones. Houses, like Tom Jones. <laughs> and that way you could be married for ages and ages and ages. Mm. Which is very good. So now the, all these speculation in the papers today is what's gonna happen to Michael Jackson's body. You now know it's not gonna go on display, which we both think is a great idea. You don't want that to go on display. No. Uh, they're not going to release Ronnie Biggs, which we think is great news as well, even though his son has said we're gonna campaign. Uh, well you can campaign all you like, I don't think they're gonna go back on it. I think once they've made a decision, they make a decision. Then he's not just going to change it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, eight four eight five zero. Stephen LBC. Apparently, if you had toddlers, you would know all about in the night garden, featuring Upsy Daisy, Iggle Piggle, and somebody else. I've never even heard of it. It doesn't mean <laughs> anything for me. It's probably on CBBS or some channel it, that it, we it don't is like watch. That. It is, but I've never heard it. And Nina says, "Would you like to congratulate me for winning two thousand pounds on LBC on Sunday?" I haven't seen it yet, but I'm sure it's on its way. Yes, well done. I'm so happy for you <laughs> to win two. Oh, you won the two thousand pounds on that competition with the uh, on the um, of oh, the, the Australian the Australian thing. thing. Oh, right. oh, well done. That was very good. <coughs> two thousand pounds. Could do with two thousand pounds today. I don't know what we'd spend it. What would you have to do if you had two thousand pounds in your pocket now? Go take and buy a nice. <laughs> take it home. <laughs> do you know when when most people keep their money still in the bank under the bed? No. Still, there's a recent I've never survey. Done that. Mat- well, I've never done it. Why no. under the bed? I don't know. Most people do. Most people keep their money under the. Well, I bet John Warren just in case anybody stashes under. Oh, the John bed. Warrington would keep it, and all in old pennies. Yes, all in old pennies under his bed. <laughs> Sorry, John, if you're listening. We just we knew we'd do that just for you this morning, because John's here tomorrow. Uh, Paul says, <clears throat> "Sorry, you feel you won't be able to go to the show. This is the um, Royal Variety because it's being held at the Blackpool Opera House." An idea, you could stop at Richie's house on the Wirral and just nip over, take you less than an hour. There you go. I don't want to go to Blackpool, it's as simple as that, I'm afraid. And you're quite right on Molly Sugden. She was only Jimmy Clitheroe's mum in Just Jimmy, and only for two episodes. Only for two episodes. Which is what you said. Which is what we said, the only time, uh, that was the only time, but she did have lots of character parts. She popped up all over the place. Mm. Popped up all over the place, Molly Sugden. But it was uh, Patricia Burke and Rennie Houston in some of the early editions of The Clitheroe Kid. Uh, who played the mothers. Long-suffering. Paul. Steve, Hugh Laurie has found that oh, yeah. uh, 
Life is imitating art on the set of House, the uh, hospital drama that's made him a star in America. The actor explains that he had wax in one ear and couldn't hear. So a doctor came on the set and said there was nothing he could do, then thought, wait a minute, there's, this is a medical show, and asked if they had props there. Uh, they, of course, had props. He went uh, away and, and looked at uh, different things and came back with an implement and plugged it in, turned it on, and it worked. An implement? An implement. What sort of implement? A medical implement that they right. shoved in his ear that uh, you had to plug in, and uh, it, it was fully functional and uh, fixed his hearing. Well done to them. Biggest problem, isn't it, hearing? A friend of mine, can't, Graham, can't hear on one side. Pardon? Exactly. And he said, uh, he said, I said, well, go and get them syringed. Go and get something done. He said, no, it's not, it's not... Mm. I said, you should only get worse. It's not going to get better, is it? Well, it all depends what it is. It's just hearing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just explained it to you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Paul's back next week. Thank you very much. Right, thank Enjoy you. the sunshine. As I say, uh, I will. <clears throat> take care today. If you've got an open-top car, you must be absolutely laughing in the face of the heat because it's a great way to get a very quick tan. But don't forget to put mm. cream on if you're out with the kids and take a bottle of water as well. And don't forget to podcast the programme later. It sounds even better in the heat, I promise you, as we vent our spleen on just about everybody this morning. Although we were particularly nice to Nathan Morley. Having seen his Facebook pictures, we've decided he's a very, very good-looking person. I'm back with you tomorrow morning between 5 and 7. Don't forget to podcast lbc.co.uk. Nick Ferrari is with you. The award-winning breakfast show is next on 97.3. The DVLA are reasonable.